Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran, CEO of Small Business Edge. And today we welcome David Collado, president of Happy Howie's, to our show. Uh, And I'm excited because I first saw David in a Capital One Sparks card uh, uh, ad on television. And uh, it happened to be during a Mets game. And everybody knows I'm a big Mets fan. And I've seen a couple of these commercials. And I said, you know what? I want to meet some of these people because they have fascinating stories. So I reached out to my friends at Capital One and got in touch with David. And here we are. Today, we're going to be talking with David Collado from Happy Howie's on our podcast. Welcome to the show, David Collado. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yeah, it's it's, I'm excited because literally I saw the commercial last night on, on as I'm watching the Mets game. And I said to my sons, I said, you see that guy right there? He's going to be on my podcast tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so awesome. before, before we get into, and I got some a lot of questions because I love the story of your company. Um, how, how has the, the exposure been for you on, on uh, you know, everybody seeing you nationwide now on that Capital One commercial? The exposure has been um, the uh, incredible, uh, really uh, unbelievable. A lot of people has a- have asked me what's it, what's it been like to be on the the Capital One commercial, and it's it's been unreal. Um, it's really really uh, brought a lot more awareness to to Happy Howies. Uh, a lot of people reach out to us saying, "Hey, we saw you on the Capital One commercial. We were looking for for new dog treats, and we saw you on the Capital One commercial, and uh, we're we're interested in buying uh, buying treats." And it's it, we're just so thrilled to to be partnering with Capital One in this commercial, and it's really helped our business as well. We've seen a lot of growth on our business. That's awesome. How did they, how did they find you? If I may ask, how did the consumers find us? How did how did Capital One find you? Oh yeah, sorry about that. So in two thousand, I believe it was two thousand eighteen. In the last few years, have been uh, have been an absolute blur. So forgive me if my timing <laughs> is not quite right. Uh, so a few years ago, Capital One had a contest for their small business uh, customers that have the, the Spark Cash Card, and the contest was tell us your your story. How are you using your your cashback rewards to help your business? And um, I I love contests, so I said, hey, we're going to submit an entry. So we uh, filmed the a video, submitted the entry, and we won that particular contest. Now that contest had nothing to do with the with the commercial. But what that contest did do for us is that um, it got us the attention of the Capital One marketing team. So several months later, the Capital One marketing team uh, reached out to us and they expressed an interest in learning more about Happy Howies and how uh, our story and how we're using our cashback rewards. And then that's all. That's what led into uh, being featured in the nationwide marketing campaign. So, so those contests really do work. <laughs> I always see them and I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to win. And, and I don't know anything. You know, I'm always the guy who says, ah, not for me. But you are a testament to the fact that those programs do work. So, well, congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, uh, yeah, any, any opportunity that we've gotten in the last few years to tell the happy, happy story through, through a contest, I feel like I've had a, 
an obligation to submit the, the Happy Howie story, even if we don't win, you know, at least we submit it and one more person knows about what we're doing here at Happy Howie's. And so I, I totally recommend small business owners that even if you think you, you never win anything, if there's an opportunity for you to submit a contest for your company, do it. Yeah, I love it. That's great advice. Um, all right, so let's let's talk a little bit about Happy Howies. Tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, tell me about the background of the company and then when you came into it and uh, kind of set the stage for all of these great questions I have. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I graduated college with uh, with a degree with a degree in accounting. Um, I knew that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and luckily, early early on uh, in my uh, in my education, I, I was connected to a mentor that told me about accounting and how accounting could help me be a uh, a more uh, successful entrepreneur down the road. So I uh, signed up for accounting classes, got my accounting degree, got my job with an accounting firm, um, and then worked at a smaller accounting firm. The owner of that smaller accounting firm is a very successful investor um, in Southeast Michigan. And one of the companies that he owned was Happy Howie's. I didn't know that at the time that I started working for his accounting firm, but I found out about Happy Howie's about a year into my time at the small accounting firm when the general manager at Happy Howie's approached the investor, Stan, we'll call him Stan from now on, approached Stan and turned in his resignation to Stan. And Stan, um, considering that Happy Howie's had had a really rough start in 2007, 8, 9, 10, uh, especially because of the financial crisis, Mm -hmm. um, Stan was really considering closing down the business because they had lost a lot of money. So in 2011, when the general manager of Happy Howie's turned in his resignation, he, he was kind of really at a at a fork in the road. Um, do, do I close the business or do I do something else with it? And that's when I uh, asked him to give me the opportunity to come to Happy Howie's and see what I could what I could do with it. It's not that I had any great ideas for for the turnaround, but I was really interested in keeping helping keep those jobs to not have that company be be a fa- be a failure. So he gave me the opportunity and that was again in 2011 he gave me the opportunity and uh, after about 8 months we finally got the company turned around and from there the focus became on growing the company and that was uh, that was 10 years ago so I'm now uh, now celebrating my my 10th year with Happy Howies. That's fantastic. And you know what? Kudos to you for recognizing the opportunity in at the time was you were, we were still part of a very sluggish recovery. Right. And so you said, you know, the, the, this, the, the recession is, is basically over and the recovery should get better. The, do, you, do you think your accounting mind kind of played a role in that saying, I know I can turn this around. I know I'm looking at the numbers and I know that the opportunity will be there going forward. Yes, absolutely. Especially when it came down to, um, to evaluating processes and determining the cost of product and determining pricing, the, the accounting background proved invaluable. You know, it was absolutely priceless for helping me see things from that perspective and what decisions needed to get, needed to get made to, to help us turn things around. 
All right. So you, you, you start to turn it around 2012, 2013. Tell me, you know, about the next, let's call it the next six years, right? So 2013 to 2019. What, what happens to Happy Howie's? Well, let's see. I'm having to go way back into my memory banks here. <laughs> uh, in, and it's uh, it's funny because so much has happened in those ten years that I always want to make sure that um, that, that I capture uh, what happened without uh, without missing important details. Um, so we had a let's see here. So we finally turned a profit in 2011, and we were able to start growing sales from. Uh, sorry, we finally turned a profit in 2012, mm-hmm. and then we finally started uh, focusing more on growing sales in 2013, 14, 15. Uh, one of the, uh, well, in 2014, a really important milestone that we hit is that uh, the uh, the state of Michigan had a, a contest for small businesses telling their story. So I submitted a contest. Uh, I submitted an entry to that contest. It was called the, the Michigan's 2014. For 2013, I think it was 50 companies to watch, or it might have mm. been 2014, mm-hmm. and and we won. Uh, we were named one of the top 50 companies to watch, and th- that was just such a big morale booster for the entire company because everybody um, that that was even you know remotely associated with the company knew how bad things were, and when they saw that Happy Howie's was all of a sudden on this list of 50 companies to watch in the state of Michigan, it was like wow. We we really we really have something cool going going for us here, um, so that was a big highlight of 2013 and 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 or 14, one of those two years. Um, in 2015, the big milestone milestone for us that year is that we hired our first sales manager. And the uh, the sales manager was an industry veteran with 30 years of experience in the pet food industry. So that was another big victory for us that we were able to attract such a highly qualified individual to join our team. Um, and 2000 and um, 2016 and 17 was uh, really then expanding our uh, expanding our production capacity and adding more equipment just to help keep up with sales. And yeah, that's, uh, and then 2000, uh, let's see here. Now, were you growing, qu- quick yeah, question, were you growing your sales through in stores or was it uh, uh, through your website or online? How, how were you growing your business at this point? So it was all uh, almost exclusively through brick and mortar, uh, working through brick and mortar retailers. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where our 30 year uh, veteran of the industry uh, our sales manager, that's what he was able to do um, just very, very successfully is bring in those relationships and that know-how mm-hmm. of how, how to do business with brick and mortar stores. So he really helped us drive, uh, really helped us grow sales from uh, from when he came in in 2015 till today, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You know what? Mm-hmm. I like it because you are you invested smartly in your company. You know, a lot of times, and that's the difference between being a small business and being an entrepreneur, right? A small business owner is going to look at hiring a sales manager as an expense, saying, okay, that's money coming out of my pocket to pay for somebody else's salary. You, on the other hand, look at it as an investment in the company because that sales manager is going to help take you to where you want to go. 
Absolutely. And we were we were very upfront in the process when in recruiting the sales manager and onboarding the sales manager and let uh, we, we let him know, hey, we're, we're taking a really big step, a really big risk uh, in you, hiring you. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely paying you what you're worth. And it is a lot of money for this small company. So for us to make this investment worthwhile, here are your sales goals. Here are your performance goals. Yeah. And he achieved them. He exceeded them. Yeah, well, that's great. That's I love I love hearing those t- kinds of stories because it is for you know again the, a small business wanting to expand like that. You know, th- there's a great quote. It says, "You can't steal second with one foot still on first base," right? And so that that sort of investment that you make, whether it's um, you know come you come to these forks in the road and it says, look, we're going to need to invest in new technology, new equipment, hire new people, open new locations. When you come to these forks in the road, you know, making that decision to make the investment is not for the faint of heart. And again, I go back to probably your accounting background, which makes it a lot easier to justify because you're looking at the numbers and you know what numbers to look for. Right. As, as opposed to somebody like me, who's going to throw a coin in the air and go, all right, heads, I, I hire them, tails, I don't. <laughs> oh, but there, there was one other thing, too, I want to mention real quick. You and I actually have something in common. You mentioned that 50 companies to watch in Michigan. Now, in a, in a previous life, I actually had a publishing company and I published a, a many, many magazines for different companies. But one of them was for the state of Michigan. I published in 2004 and 2005 and maybe 2006, I can't remember, but 50 companies to watch in Michigan. And in, oh, my, how cool. in my office right there, um, I have a, a letter from Governor Granholm. It says, Michigan 50, vital contribution to the state's economy. So there you go. We, we're, we're connected. That's excellent. Yep. That's, that was us a few years later. Yeah. And you know what? I saw firsthand, you know, the companies that we profiled in that magazine, you know, they asked us for reprints and they told us, you know, how great it was to get recognized. And they used that in a variety of different ways. So uh, again, kudos to you knowing that, you know, something like that, you know, you may not get picked, but you might get picked, you know, as, as a company to watch. And, you know, that gives in a lot of credibility to what you to what you're doing. So so kudos to you for that. All right, I want to I want to move ahead now a little bit. So here you are now. It's we're we're 2019 going into 2020. Now I want you to think back January 2020 in your company. The economy is humming, right? low unemployment, inflation in check, all economic indicators are strong. Um, no, no fear of a recession. We had those in 2019. Describe what Happy Howie's looks like in January of 2020. Oh, I'm sure it looked like uh, like a lot of other companies coming back from the holidays into a new year. Uh, probably met with the having met recently with their leadership team, setting the the plan, the priorities for for 2021, and everybody was excited. And that was that was basically 
the the feeling here at Happy Howies. We we thought, hey, you know, 2020, it's going to be an awesome year. You know, we got this great plan. We have these great priorities. We're going to make it happen. We're going to hit these goals. Uh, that was that was January 2020 for us, definitely. All right, let's fast forward to, let's call it April, May 2020, right? So you have these great plans and goals in mind and April 2020, you know, we're now about a month into lockdown. What does Happy Howies look like then? Uh, the exact opposite of January 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, laugh it was, about it now, right? Thank God I'm yeah, not doing this podcast a year ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, man, that was yeah, that was that was interesting, man. Uh, April, May, twenty twenty, uh, just a lot of uncertainty. Everything was changing on a day to day basis with new headlines and new press releases from uh, from the state governments and having to stay on top of that. And uh, yeah, the, the, the team, like everyone else, uh, anxious, scared, uh, uncertain about the future, not really knowing whether it was even safe to go to the grocery store. Um, it was it was challenging, definitely. And what part, for me, what, what parts of your business were, were most affected? Now, you have suppliers. Are, are they all are they domestic suppliers? What was happening with your relationship with retailers? Yeah. So our, at that point, our, our supply chain um, really not wasn't really uh, affected that much. Uh, we probably saw the biggest uh, the biggest impact during those months, April, May of 2020. We probably saw the most impact um, in uh, in personal protective equipment and hygiene items because we are a food manufacturer. We use things like disposable sleeves and vinyl gloves and we use hand sanitizer on a day-to-day business um, so it, it definitely got a lot more challenging on the supply chain side to, to acquire to buy those things in April May of 2020 on the sales side the biggest impact definitely was with our with our retailers where um, again people people did not want to uh, well they they didn't want to go out at first, and then second, um, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the state governments had stay-at-home orders, um, which kept people at home. But retailers that were really depended on um, suffered suffered uh, quite a bit during those uh, during those early months because they just didn't have the customers coming in like they normally uh, like they were normally coming. But they they really adapted very quickly, and a lot of retailers quickly shifted to offering curbside delivery, uh, curbside services for their customers, or delivering pet food and treats to the customer's house. A lot of stores also just were very quick to implement um, a small e-commerce store for, for their for their business. So while, yeah, while there, there was uh, an impact in sales from April and May, the, the rebound happened almost beyond belief in June and things were, were humming um, quite well uh, sales wise in June. Now your business model, is it to, uh, is it a B2B business or do you sell your products directly to consumers? Both. So 
uh, for our first eight years in business, our, we were doing exclusively uh, business with brick and mortar stores. Mm -hmm. And in 2015, we finally launched our, our e-commerce site selling directly to consumers. And even still 2015, 16 and 17, it was a small part of our, of our business. And it started growing more in 2018 and 19 and certainly 2020 helped. Uh, so we're, we do both. We do, we still do most of our business through brick and mortar retailers. And we also have a, a growing, uh, a growing part of our, of our business with direct to consumers on our website. Okay. So, um, so 2020 was a hiccup for you, probably a lot smaller of a hiccup than other companies that, uh, uh, you know, were, were, greatly affected by the pandemic. Um, but you, it sounds like you grew your bit. Did you grow your business last year? Yes, we did actually. And like many other, uh, like many other companies in the pet industry, uh, they probably saw, uh, the industry as a whole saw, uh, growth last year. And, uh, two main reasons for that is while, uh, while people were, uh, at home or working from home who previously didn't have a pet, they wanted that companionship of a pet. So they went out and adopted dogs and adopted cats. Mm -hmm. And for those pet parents that already have a dog, already had a dog at home, um, it, and working from home just meant feeding their, their dog more treats than what they normally would. <laughs> you mean like, please be quiet while I'm recording my podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I tell you a quick funny story. So I'm I'm working from home and I have a home office here and I have three dogs and uh, they are yappers. If they see another dog in the street, they go crazy. And so in the beginning, I used to have to hang signs around the house, you know, recording a, a podcast. Silence, please. That includes you, Otis, Milo and Chance. <laughs> And then, and then it just got to the point where there would be, you know, I, the, I would just include the barking in my podcast. And I think uh, the, the one thing that people realize is that, you know, it's, it's kind of adds to the story, right? I mean, it's all, yes, it does. It's all stuff that we deal with on an everyday basis. So maybe, maybe don't worry about perfection, just try and get, you know, the good story out there. Um, okay. So now the, the, the genesis of this podcast was me seeing you on that Capital One commercial. Now, I think you said uh, that you got $21,000 in, in you know, something like that. You got a big amount of money in Capital One rewards back uh, that you were then able to invest in your business. Um, so you're an accountant. Like there are so many different financing options for your business. Why, why did you choose to do the credit card option for paying your bills and for investing in your company? Yeah, well, in uh, in 2011 is uh, 2011 or 2000 early 2012 is when we first signed up uh, with the, with our Capital One Spark Cash card, and at the moment we were just looking for a new credit card to replace uh, to replace an old one that the previous uh, general manager was using. Uh, but I quickly, after we started using the, the credit card, we quickly found out how quickly that 2% cash back was starting to add up. 
And every week when I was logging into our Capital One account, I would see that this cash back balance kept growing and growing and growing. Um, and that's when I thought, wow, hey, this is this is really, really going to come in handy. So that was definitely motivation to start using the card as much as possible to, to buy as many things as possible with the with the Capital One with the Capital One Spark Cash card. And we, uh, we, we've kept it and year after year, you know, we, we still continue deciding to, to keep the, the Capital One Spark Cash card because we, there's just nothing else out there that compares to, to what we're able to get out of it and earning that 2% cash back and reinvesting it back into the business. It's yeah, it's, it's incomparable. Right. Right. Well, you know what? It's a, you know, it's a great incentive, right? When you have the option for paying for things, it's, uh, you know, okay, this is going to reward me, this is not. And and obviously, with some businesses, you have different, you know, you're like, okay, I, I need the loan, or I need, you know, some other kind of financing for it. But yeah, I agree with you. I remember hearing a, another podcast that was done that um, it, I think it's, it's called the points guy. And he did a whole podcast on you know, the way you can generate miles and money and, you know, all of these little perks through daily expenses. And that changed my whole way of thinking about a year ago. So uh, now I'm getting an ROI from my expenses, which I like to see, you know, that's, it's just one little advantage that you can have in business that would separate you from everybody else. Say, hey, we both spent hundred thousand dollars. What did you get for that? In addition to what you spent it on, oh, I got cash back or I got miles so that when I, I can use them on business trips, it's, it's smart thinking. So kudos to you for that. Um, it is. Thank you. Right. I want to, I want to pivot one more time. We're kind of in the home stretch here. And again, I love your story. So happy Howie's is based in Detroit and in looking at your website and, and reading some articles, uh, that, that either you wrote or you were mentioned in, you seem to have a, a strong allegiance to the state of Michigan. You know, there was that video making it in Michigan. And I see a lot of things about giving back and, and tell me a little bit about your company culture, like, like with your employees and how important it is that, you know, that you have this strong company culture. Absolutely. So the company culture with us starts with our with our core values, um, unity, devotion, integrity, daily improvements and customer happiness. And we use it to drive everything from um, hiring decisions to day to day decisions and even rewarding team members when they live and, and exhibit our core values. That That's really the, the starting point with that. And uh, from we we build on that by having a, a common passion of helping rebuild the city of Detroit by doing our part uh, at Happy Howies. We know that, hey, um, we can really make a difference at, uh, in the city of Detroit if we can grow this company, make dogs happy, make an excellent product that customers keep coming back for. And if we do that, we can all have our, our own success story. And we've we've continued building on that. Um, everyone here, uh, and it's what I tell new hires as well. This is the hardest working team that you'll ever that you'll ever see, and it's because we we love what we're doing so much 
that it doesn't really seem like work. And with it, with, with that, um, yeah, every, uh, every day is, uh, you know, the, the team actually enjoys coming into work and having fun and turning the radio on, uh, making, making product, making great quality product, um, and us sharing the feedback with them that customers are sharing with us about how much their dogs love the treats that we're making. It's, it's fun. It's, I, I feel like I have the best job in the world. <laughs> and how, how did that company culture help you during the pandemic? You know, when, when, when there was kind of uh, all right, you know, the future just got pretty murky, you know, we're not really too sure what the path looks like. Now we had a plan, the plan got blown up. Uh, tell me how your employees and team came together versus, you know, every man, woman, and child for themselves? So the answer is in that very last statement, every man, woman, and child for, for themselves. And the biggest way that our culture helped us is trust. The, the entire team trusted that the, the leadership team would, would always do the right thing by them, that the leadership team would always treat them right, treat them fairly, that the leadership team would always be open and honest with them because that's what our culture has been for, geez, the last six, seven years. So they had no reason to, to really doubt that, um, that it would be any different during the pandemic because we had been through challenging times, certainly not as challenging as a pandemic, but you, you don't work together for, for almost 10 years without coming across some obstacles. Right. And the team looks at the leadership team to see what the leadership team is going to do during each one of those obstacles. So the culture, how it helped us trust, the team trusted that it wasn't going to be every man, woman, and child for themselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you know what? I love your story. Uh, I think Michigan is a great state. I love the city of Detroit. I had gone there for probably 20 years, 25 years uh, in my publishing career. So, uh, you know, I, I look forward to going back there, maybe seeing a Detroit Tigers game and uh, certainly stopping by uh, Happy Howie's to, to say hi to you in person. Uh, you know, once everything gets lifted and we're all traveling regularly again and whatnot. Uh, so last question for you. Um, what, what does the future hold for Happy Howie's and you? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know, but man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, every day is, every day is full of surprises and, and opportunities. And, um, one thing I, I can share is our, our, our goal, our, our, we call it our crazy goal at Happy Howie's is a new factory in 2023. So at least in the short term, our, our goal is to grow the company, to put us in a position where we can break ground on a new factory in, in 2023. And we find that that's, you know, that's, that's symbolic for all the hard work that has gone into Happy Howie's and built a great foundation for all the hard work that's yet to come. Think about how much cash back you get on that purchase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
I'm, you know, I'm expecting, I feel like I'm expecting to get a phone call from Capital One saying, hey, David, you're, 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 you're spending, you're spending too much. Slow down. We're giving you way too much cash back. Yeah. Yeah. We use it. We use it for everything. Just, just, oh, geez. Just a a month ago, we redeemed another $20,000 in in cash back um, that we use towards a deposit on a new piece of equipment. And Three weeks later, I checked my uh, checked my Capital One account again, and the cash back balance is back up to two thousand dollars. Wow, wow we're, we're, we're using a lot of things with this, so I hope oh, they don't awesome. mind. I don't think they do. That's awesome. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate you taking time today to be on our podcast, and uh, you got a great story, and it's it's easy okay. to see why the state of Michigan recognized you as a as a top fifty company to watch, and why Capital One chose you for their Sparks commercial. Uh, you know, I certainly wish you all of the best. I know my my dogs are excited because we're going to, you know, be ordering from Happy Howie's from now on. Uh, so you just got a new customer. And again, I look forward to keeping in touch. I do because, you know, you're exactly the type of business owner that will help America, you know, get back up on its feet. Uh, you know, you you do a great job, you have a great product, you have a great team in place, and you're able to navigate the twists and turns that something like a pandemic can, can bring. And, you know, you navigate it successfully. And so I hope my listeners who are listening now have taken notes on all of the great pieces of advice and takeaways that David offered about, you know, how to be successful, how to navigate your business, know your numbers. That's probably the thing that I, I'm taking away, right? Having an accountant's mind. I, I have somewhat, I'm not even close to what you are, but I know that if you don't have that, find it, find it, whether it's you hire somebody or you bring somebody on as an advisor, because the numbers don't lie. And, and you know, they're going to tell you which is the best path for your business, so, David, thank you again. And I look forward to seeing you more on the commercials during my Mets game. I won't get up and get something to eat. I'll wait to see you on, on there. And uh, I want to thank our listeners, of course, for always being there for us, giving us your advice, your feedback, the things that you want us to cover. Uh, so keep those questions and comments coming. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.